Hey folks, I am Michael J. Penny and welcome to the 5 Paragraph Business Plan Tutorials. By now, you've looked through the materials and have got the book sitting in front of you. You've seen how the 5 Paragraph Business Plan is action-oriented, breaking big huge plans into bite-sized little objectives. During this tutorial, we are going to talk about execution, specifically time that is available, concept of operations, and coordinating instructions. So if you're following along in the guidebook, which I hope you are by now, and you're taking a look at the METTSL template, which is one of those earlier episodes that we covered, right now we're talking about the time available, specifically three different types of timelines, an actionable timeline, priority timeline, and a routine timeline. These are different functioning timelines within the business, and it is very, very important that we cover the differences in between them. It is, it's easy for some people to get wrapped up in, uh, we need to work linear. We, we need to go in one long, specific, singular line, timeline. And in all actuality, business is broken up into multiple timelines that are either concurrent, and those are the actions of the business that are repetitive actions. They keep the lights on. Um, people have to go to work for some reason and where they're going. So those are routine timelines. And then you've got your priority timelines, and that's based upon the objectives that you have set forward through executive leadership to operational leadership in order to get that job done. And then you have the actionable timelines. Actionable timelines generally take teams off of their original tasks. Uh, it, it can throw everything and everybody into chaos on an actionable timeline. It can be, and there are some teams uh, especially in a first responder sense, there are some teams where they work in actionable timelines. Uh, one resource that just immediately pops into my mind is IT. More often than not, a lot of people don't really think about IT until something happens, and then they call IT and wonder why they haven't gotten to them. So it's an actionable timeline. It's something that typically reacts to another given moment. Now that IT person is ready. They're not, they're reacting to a situation, but they are ready. And that has to do with prior planning and knowing that there may be an actionable timeline that will take place. Also actionable timelines can be something where it requires timing within an objective. So an actionable timeline could be you're planning out a, a full warehouse, let's say, for instance. There are actionable times within the entire process of a product going from the front to the back of the warehouse. And there are different actionable timelines within the phase of that good or product living in the warehouse. Each one of those are action-oriented, and they have a specific time ingrained within it. Uh, an actionable timeline could also be uh, repairs on like a vehicle. Typically, when 
a mechanic gives you an estimate, they are estimating the parts as well as the labor that is associated with that based upon the timeline that is given inside of the document. So the manufacturer might say to replace the water pump, it's going to take you six hours on average. So that's the labor that you charge based upon whatever the labor rate is that you're going for. And that is their negotiated price structure. Actionable timelines are something that you must react to. However, you need to prepare for as far as a, uh, a primary role or a function being able to, to do that actionable timeline. Priority timelines need to happen for an operation to occur smoothly. A priority timeline would be um, uh, a given event. Let's say, for instance, a trade show or something like that. It's a planned event. There are some sort of structure that is within it. It's going to be potentially within the 9 to 5 routine timeline. And frankly, the routine timeline is exactly that. It's just 9 to 5. It's daily business hours. It is your typical agenda that you would have throughout a day. Priority are those given timelines within your agenda where you have to literally just shut everything off. You have to say, no, I'm not going to go answer the phone. No, I'm not going to answer email. I'm not going to do anything else. This is a priority. And so if you have a priority and a priority timeline within that overall structure, uh, then it needs to be highlighted. Um, of course, there are different communication uh, tools that you can use within priority timelines, especially events within events. The point being is that you have mission objectives. Okay, so I want you to look at it like that. A routine timeline is the routine for hopefully 100 years. Those are always our business hours. The priority timelines are for given events, and then the actionable timelines are unforeseen events, which now take priority. So it's important to uh, discuss that because you're going to have multiple timelines that are that are happening throughout a given plan, not just executive-wise, but also operational-wise. Getting into the concept of operations... And then it goes straight into scheme and maneuver. So concept of operations is the overall structure of the scaffolding of your business. Scheme and maneuver is how the business is, is structured to position itself within a market. So it's a positioning statement, but it's also the overall economic model, the marketing plan, a walkthrough uh, of what it should look like when executing the plan. Okay, so this is a large-scale 30,000-foot plan that we're talking about here. And within that overall concept of operations, you're going to have multiple schema maneuvers. And each one of those is written out by an operational leader. And I've said this before in the other tutorials, but the way to look at it in a long-term plan is that it's a bracket, if you will, and each one gets uh, further and further into the detail. All the way down to the individual team leader, to the very last man, you've got the detail as far as what that individual has to carry with them when they go into this event. 
So if you're an executive leader or an operation, or excuse me, an executive leader or a entrepreneur, and you're looking at the concept of operations, specifically the scheme maneuver, I want you to think very big picture. I want you to think very long term. That is going to be handed all the way down through the operational leadership so that when they do an individual scheme and maneuver for their own event in their own priority timeline, they understand how that fits into the overall concept of operations within the overall timeline of the company. It's important to know why and where you fit within the mechanism at all times. It, that is an empowering thing. When you understand why you're doing what you're doing and where you fit within the mechanism and how it adds up to overall mission success. Quick little anecdote. JFK one time walks up to this janitor. A janitor at the Cape Cadaveral Space Center right when it first opened and the guy was sweeping the floor. And JFK said, what do you do here? And he said, I'm helping to put a man on the moon. The point being is that he understood not where your place is. No, 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 no. No, he understood that he had a vital role and that he had a reason why he was doing what he was doing and how that added up to the overall mission that was to put a man on the moon. That is empowerment. So within the scheme and maneuver, what you're doing is you're walking through what it should look like when executing this plan that you have put together. It's all the moving parts as they're assigned, and that is tasks, conditions, and standards. If you're going to tell them that they've got to do something, task them out with something, the conditions thereof, and then the standards that they need to meet, that all flows together. And we talk about task conditions and standards in later episodes as far as um, how to how it fits within the management team because it calls upon their role. If you are tasking somebody out, it it needs to be within their strength base, right? So you don't you don't task out your sales guys to do the accounting stuff. I know that that might seem pretty simple and in understanding, but a lot of people try to put fractional roles onto one person and they might be swinging way outside of their strength base. Now under scheme and maneuver, we had the marketing plan and we go into more detail in the guidebook as far as the overall marketing plan. And again, this is this is coming out of that exploitation plan. So you're drawing upon how you're going to attack that critical vulnerability. If you're scratching your head right now, it's because you skipped ahead in the episodes and you need to go back one. The critical vulnerability is that entry point. It's how you're making barrier to entry or how you're hurtling over the barrier to entry into your market, right? So we're attacking that critical vulnerability. The marketing plan is positioning based upon the earlier avatar that you created of your ideal customer. Okay, so what you're talking about within this overall marketing plan, within the overall scheme and maneuver, is how you are 
actively putting the pieces on the board. Uh, it could be, it could be a rock walk, so to speak, to where you're just drawing lines in the sand. It could be a dry erase board. It could be a walkthrough of physically taking uh, the breakdown, like the store map, and saying, okay, these are the different components within this store, and here's how we're going to set everything up, and here's how we're going to put out our AdSense so that all of our all of our merchandise is all lined up. That That will be part of this marketing plan so that you can see what the flow of the building looks like. Customers enter the front of the store here. This is what they're seeing. They're moving on into these different various areas. The point being is that if if you're if you're looking for certain things, you will split up throughout the store. And what's funny about this is it rolls into the design and development plan. Design and development is not just it's not just your um, your product, your good product and service. It can be depending upon what you're t- you're providing. Let's say, for instance, you're providing a store and you're providing an experience within the store. The design and development plan could be what we were just talking about, the, the, the scheme of how a person would navigate through your store. Uh, it also discuss in the design and development plan some of the difficulties and risks that you're assuming, uh, some of the different... Uh, product improvements. Let's say, for instance, you're looking to go on to version two. And again, let's say it's a brick and mortar store and you're looking to put that together. Um, and it's all about the experience. Okay. Maybe there's going to be difficulties and risks that are associated with the population and the traffic flow and how it's going through. So I leave you to kind of Think creatively, think way outside of the box, as far out there as you possibly can, but this gives you that structure to be able to come back to. That's the beautiful thing embedded within this five-paragraph business plan is that you can go and think creatively, but you have a structure to be able to plug all of that stuff into. So think of this as of as like a skeleton, but more so as a a a backbone to what you are doing so that you can go off and you can think creatively and branch way out. But then you come back and have the ability to put on different elements um, of your overall plan, different elements, different pieces that all stick together. So moving on through here, specifically in the design and, and development stages, what I'd like to talk about is... Well, what I'd like to circle back on are those timelines, okay? In design and development, you have priority timelines that are going to fit into your overall plan, right? So you've got those routine timelines. Like I said, it's nine to five, okay? I say it that way because more often than not, business is nine to five, Monday through Friday. And I'm one of those guys who's on all the time. And I've always got different ideas and people that I need to talk with and all of these other different things, right? I am a person who needs to uh, put down on paper, Mike, this is when other people are going to be doing business. Because I get very frustrated. I want to work through the weekends. I don't understand why the product is behind. 
Other people are working on their routine timeline. And you need to understand that, especially if you're an a entrepreneur or executive leader, but you need to be cognizant of it in the operational side because you have priority timelines that you need to be able to hit. Design and development always takes longer and always goes over budget. It's just kind of the golden rule. And I don't want to speak in uh, I don't want to speak in 100% generalities. There are of course exceptions to the rule to where it's just like, wow, we didn't realize that it was going to come to market that fast. That is extremely rare. More often than not, you are developing and redeveloping and reiterating and testing the market and so on. Now, eventually, you got to ship. Eventually, there's that like, I feel 80% sure about this product and then just go. You got to ship. Um, it It's important to be cognizant of those timelines when we're talking about design and development. And again, Bake them into your plan. You don't need to give yourself just a huge amount of room. However, you do need to understand that in your priority timelines, when you're developing, there are going to be actionable timelines that will pop up. Unforeseen actionable timelines. A little bit of foreshadowing in there. Also, you're going to note that in design and development as a plan, you will need expertise. There are skilled labor that you will need, and that could be part of your management team, but that could also be part of the detachments or attachments that you've uh, brought on. Part of the part of the support element in your situation paragraph. So if you've already gone out and you've already sought out somebody, say you're an inventor and you want to bring a product to market and you've already gone out and sought a uh, a production element who will be your original equipment manufacturer. Say it's a hot side injection molded product or something along those lines. You've already figured out where your product's going to be made, potentially. That is huge because then you can bake their timelines into your design and development cycle, as well as you can start talking through what design and development for future iterations would look like. A lot of people, especially when we're talking about manufacturing, they don't realize that a manufacturer has a manufacturing schedule and typically they're going a couple of you know weeks, months out. They want to fill that manufacturing schedule. You're not just going to show up one day and hop in. There's going to be a slower trickle startup to it to where you've got some product and you actually need to inventory some product. And that's part of those things baked into the plan that could be an unforeseen actionable timeline. So again, it's just, you've got this backbone, go trail off, think about all sorts of stuff creatively, and then come back to it. With this specifically, what I wanted to talk about was the the timeline, the concept of operations, and the scheme and maneuver. So that you, the business leader, and the operational leader understand that some of these different elements, they fit together, but they do so based upon each other's uh, timelines and what these other outsource effects uh, put on your business. So it's totally understandable that you have the utmost in confidence that you and your team are going to be able to complete everything that's out here. That makes sense. Just understand that there are other people who are working on their own timelines and other outside effects 
And we, of course, can't control everything. So in this next tutorial, what I'll go through is the coordinating instructions and some of the different operational plans and how to lay out the tasks. That is the delegated authority in, in actively committing to action that scheme and maneuver that we just got done talking about. Now, I highly advise just go out, get the guidebook. It's on the page right now. If you're not on fiveparagraph.com, check out fiveparagraph.com. You'll see these tutorials. You'll see the book. Go ahead, purchase the book. You can look through it and go through the tutorials at the same time. And I get it. If you're a little bit skeptical at first, I totally understand. Go ahead, download the uh, the templates. You'll see on there, all you got to do is type in your information, click submit, bam, it automatically downloads. You can stay right here on this page. You can keep listening the entire time and uh, and fill out that, that template as you're going through. Let's say you get hung up. Let's say you get stuck somewhere along the way. You would like at minimum 15 minutes with an advisor to be able to sit down on the phone and come up with a starting point for what you're going to do uh, in the initial phases of this book, you want just a little bit of advice, you know, great. If you complete that first 15 minutes, and it could go on, the conversation could be longer. I hope that it is. I hope that we share that value with you as advisors in order to help you out. But once you get through that first 15 minutes, you're going to realize that you do have a solid starting point. We're going to be working with you. We have a simple questionnaire that we're filling out on our side. We are going to help you springboard off into the future that you're looking to build. Okay. You will get a free workbook out of that phone conversation with us sent to you with your starting point so that you can listen back through these episodes and then fill them all out. Again, the templates are always going to be there if you like a workbook or if you just want to schedule a call. If you just need advice or something like that, that's great. You know, get on with us. Get through that first 15 minutes. If the phone call trails on for longer than 15 minutes, great. But what we're doing is we're saying, look, we've got 15 minutes worth of time. Lay it on us real quick, and then let's see what we can do with this, okay? And if you're just not there yet as far as with the business, you know, um, we can help you out. We can help you out as far as pointing you in the right direction. It's not just me. It's not just it's not just Bennett and I on Cigars and Seed Stories. We have a whole host of advisors who understand the operations order and have a great deal of business acumen to their own account, and they help us out as advisors. So go ahead, get in touch with us, uh, fill out the templates, talk to us on the phone. We'll get you the workbook so that you have a starting point. Purchase the guidebook. Listen through the tutorials. Join the forum, cigarsandseastories.com forward slash forum, and you can check it out there. There are a number of different things that we are doing in order to integrate our community so that we can work together here. All right, so be a part of it. Thank you so much for getting the five-paragraph business plan in front of you. Thank you for being a part of this community, and thank you for listening.